0: Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio, Heal, Empower, and Awaken, with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. This is Cindy Lindsay Rael, and you're listening to Soul Talk. I'm recording this while I'm in self-isolation during the COVID-19, like many of you who might be in quarantine at this time, and I'm sending out my love. But as I read and listen to all the stuff that's out there, I'm really becoming concerned that we're not only in a viral crisis, but in a crisis of consciousness that's going viral. As a psychologist, you know, I can't help but notice that there are some primary responses to this pandemic. And I know that these are common responses for humankind to all disastrous times in the world, but I I wanna talk about them today because these responses I find troubling. Troubling for the future of our own consciousness and world consciousness. You see, I believe that what we think and feel becomes a kind of energy field in which we immerse ourselves. That energy field affects our consciousness. But I also believe that our energy fields influence the energy and consciousness of those around us. Evidence of this is that fear and hatred can overtake a crowd and spur them to the kinds of acts that many of the people in that crowd would have never entertained alone. And this phenomenon is well-documented in the psychological literature and has been part of riots, propaganda, and even world wars. But I also believe, I believe, in the power of prayer and meditation to create a positive energy field that spreads between us two. In times of disaster, it's our choice. Which energy field and consciousness do we want to hold and spread? But I'm noticing in this pandemic, there's what I'm going to call four primary sets of responses. And of course, there are many variations. um, But these are the ones that I see as predominant. The first, of course, is fear. The second I'm calling emotional distancing which is an externalization through blame and disavowing of responsibility. The third, denial, and the fourth is quite different from the first three. It's love, compassion, cooperation, and a sense of greater interconnectedness. You know, I think we can all see evidence of all of these. Fear and its flight, fight, or freeze responses leads us into panic, to hoarding, to spreading of fearful messages, worry, and stress. You know what? It can even lead people to clinging to things that reduce or play out their fears regardless of their validity. And it can result in a centering on the me and mine version versus concern for others as evidenced by the practice of gouging for scarce resources. Now, emotional distancing is an ego-defense mechanism in which we see ourselves immune to or somehow greater than the problem by placing blame on others or disavowing any need to be responsible. Um, It's ultimately rooted in unworthiness and fear. And in these modern times, this is playing out as hatred and racism against Asians, Chinese, and China. You know, we see governments and individuals blaming other people and other governments while they attest to and enact lack of responsibility towards the virus itself. Now, the third one, denial, is a response of both ego defense and fear. But it's natural, and it's a natural human first step. It's even the first step in the responses to death and dying as identified by Kubler-Ross in her groundbreaking research. But in times of pandemic, if we cling to denial, it leads us to behave in ways that are not taking care. We do not even realize that we're endangering ourselves and others with this response of denial. And I think it's pretty clear. That these first three primary responses that I'm seeing are not healthy. They're not healthy for ourselves and they're not healthy for others. These are responses that take down our immune systems and ironically make us more vulnerable. But more than that, they make us behave in ways that can endanger ourselves and others. Beyond this, if we really see feelings and thoughts as energy fields which affect our consciousness and the consciousness of others, then we're creating a consciousness of fear, of hatred, and denial. We are in a crisis of consciousness, and we have to ask ourselves, do we want this as our legacy from COVID-19? Now that force response that different one, is the energy field I want to come out of this pandemic. An energy field of love, compassion, cooperation, and interconnectedness. You know, of course I want it for myself, but I also want it for the world. Fortunately, we do see this now as well. There are companies offering free food delivery, people sending messages of love, communion, and solace in isolation and people taking care of the elderly and other at-risk groups. You know, I I loved the recent headline, Cancel Everything But Kindness. Let's do that. And one of my favorite stories, it's of an anonymous diner in Houston who left a $9,400 tip to help make up for any lost wages if the restaurant had to close. Hmm. How many of us could or would do that? We need to spread this consciousness. We will all have to overcome the influence of the energy fields of those first three negative responses. We must consciously attend to love and compassion for others, even beyond our own circle. We need to see how deeply interconnected we all are and create and nurture those interconnections with love. But how do we do that? Well, first, examine your own consciousness. It's natural to have fear or denial. It's likely we will all feel this at some time or another during this. But how do we overcome that? How to change our consciousness from those responses is the question. All of these negative responses have at their base fear and ego response to defend the self. So uh, these are the two main areas to examine within ourselves. First, let's take a look at those not enough fears. Scarcity carries a primal survival response of fear. Yeah, we do need to do what, to be, what prepares our home and our family for quarantine and possible illness. But to know what's responsible and to know the important procedures for doing that, I also suggest a book, Pandemic Flu Home Care, on Amazon, and I will put the link to that underneath this talk. But please, bear in mind that everyone needs the same items, and some at risk may need them immediately. Okay, so once we've taken care of that, we need to take a deep look at our other fears and self-defenses. And these can be subtle and insidious. So I'm just going to give my own example here. I've been in cancer care and trying to get my surgeries done. And as a result, for months now, I've, even before COVID-19 came to the U.S., I've been wearing a face mask when I go out in public. But until recently, people in the grocery store would sort of smile and nod at me with a feeling of sympathy for whatever it was I was going through that was making me wear that mask. But I have to tell you, the last time I went into the grocery store, COVID-19 was in the US. And I was next in line at the checkout stand and the lady who was ahead of me said extremely loudly, to the checkout person, I hate these people who hoard face masks. Oof. I felt the hit, but I didn't say anything back to her. I did, however, feel a need to defend myself once I got up to the checker myself and tell her that I was wearing a face mask because I had cancer. Now, this small incident was based in her fears, but also in mine. So when I got home, I started to fear going in public now with my mask on and being verbally attacked or shamed. I considered canceling my doctor's appointment because I didn't want to go to a medif- medical facility waiting room without wearing my face mask. But I, you know what? I also didn't want to go there and be attacked if I did wear it as a hoarder. Fear, fear, and more. Fear. I had to just take a deep look at myself. First, it's clear my ego defense here is from my own unworthiness. I don't want to be seen as a bad person. Someone without this underlying perceived need for self-defense might have just brushed off the incident, but I didn't. I even created more fears out of it. Now, that's a sure sign this is my fear. But deeper than that, I also had to take a look at my fear that made me wear the mask in the first place. Now, I knew I wasn't hoarding since I had purchased the face mask before I knew of any shortage. But, you know, I could have stayed on that little self-justification, self-defense for a long time. I'm an okay person. I'm not really hoarding. But since those are also defenses of self, this is clearly still my unworthiness acting there. So I had to take a close look at that too. And once I did, I realized I even needed to dig deeper. What about the underlying fear of illness and death? Well, okay, I have to admit, as long as I, you know, thought about my cancer treatment and thought I had overcome that fear, it was still there. So, it's time to meditate, to pray, to go into silence. Because to even know if I would wear my face mask in public again, I needed to release the fear component of it. I needed to surrender my fears to the divine. And with my fears examined, I took them into meditation to ask for forgiveness and release. You know, there's a wonderful form of doing this that Sri Kaleshwar taught for dealing with mistakes. You take a strong shower, then you go into a room and close the doors and windows. You turn out all the lights, light a candle, and sit down in front of it watching the flame. The flame is important, the fire element is burning something for you there. Then you talk to yourself and pray to God, asking for God to give resistance power to you, so there's no more chance the illusions will play on you. In this case, you're praying that your own fears and blocks can be forgiven, and that you can gain resistance power with respect to them. Then pray to not interact this fear or block anymore. And you should do this very sincerely. As Sri Kaleshwar put it, beg, 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 then strongly confirm it in your heart. For the deep fears, you may need to do this multiple times. So search inside yourself to know when you've gotten to forgiveness and release. And then you can act in the world. Then keep working on those underlying blocks like my unworthiness that we play on you over and over again. You know, I I don't know if I'm fully through this process myself. The fears of illness and death are primal. What I do know is that at least I could call my doctor's office now and ask what they would suggest for being in the waiting room and be ready to follow their advice, not my fear. I'll also keep working on that underlying unworthiness stuff in me. So this, I think, is the first part of the process, looking at and clearing ourselves. But there's also a second step if we really want to change consciousness. We have to immerse ourselves in fields of love, compassion, and God. This means going into meditation or prayer again and again. We must bathe and bask in love and compassion of the energy of God. I like to do this by putting an image of a divine soul in my third eye while I meditate. That helps me feel their love flowing to me. It also helps me to ask the question, what would this divine soul do in my place? Then you can also join with others to create an even larger field of love, compassion, and healing in the world. Yes, you can do this by yourself, but if you're trying to influence world consciousness, we need each other. If we're trying to gain a consciousness of interconnectedness, we need each other. Together, we are a strong force of divine love and change. And as my friend put it, together we are the antidote to fear and hatred. And fortunately, we live in an age when we can connect, even when we're physically isolated. Create an email or text list, a Facebook group, or a Twitter group, and set a time for your group for meditation or prayer on compassion and love. Or join one of the many positive, wonderful virtual groups cropping up on the Internet to do this in the struggle between positive and negative energies. I believe the most consistent and persistent energy wins. So open your heart, but do that over and over and over again. That will conquer your own inner turmoil. But also, if we do this together over and over again, we will win this Crisis of consciousness. My organization that I'm connected to, Divine Lineage, has been on this for several years with their peace fires sending the intent, let there be peace on earth and love for one another. They're also responding to the recent events with their virtual ashram meetings to uplift and commune. Together we can create a world legacy of love, compassion, cooperation, and interconnectedness. If we do not, those other negative states of consciousness will prevail. What we think, what we feel, what we choose matters. And what I'm asking from you today is to choose, to use this as an opportunity to heal your inner self. Choose love. Choose forgiveness. Choose compassion for yourself and others. Choose God. Choose to be the God in you. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio, Heal, Empower, and Awaken, with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste.